0: Good morning, and welcome to Love, Death, and Everything in Between. I'm your host, Bram. Happy Tuesday to y'all out there. I know I say this all the time about my episodes, and I always think it's so interesting when I have a plan and something definitely... Kind of takes over and like derails my uh, my plan. Like, okay, just kidding. You thought you were gonna talk about this this week? No. This is what you're gonna talk about. Um. This weekend. This past weekend was hard. This past weekend rocked my world in a lot of crazy ways. And realistically, it started, you know, before the weekend even began. And I know I've talked to y'all about, you know, a little bit of social media stuff and how I feel about social media. And my presence on social media is very structured, very limited, very, like, I have some pretty significant boundaries set up for social media because I feel pretty strongly about how it's impacting our world and us as humans. And so, like, I, I don't follow a lot of people. I don't get on a ton And, you know, I, I get on to share my thoughts or, you know, kind of like what happened last week is, you know, something popped in my head that I should look up this one friend and I thought it was so insane because I, I look her up and her dad just passed away and the funeral, the funeral was at the end of the week. And, you know, I I sent her a message and said that I was sorry and kind of just gave a brief thing of, you know, this is hard. You're going to go through, this is the beginning of a lot of, everything's going to be different. You know, and I kind of just talked to her a little bit. And then I made sure on Friday that I text her and I, because her father's funeral was on Friday. And I just sent her a message, and I was just like, you know, I'm here for you today. And something to remember is, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to struggle, to feel everything. And, you know, her and I talked a little bit back and forth. And that was that. Then um, Saturday morning, I woke up. And I'd gotten a message from a friend of mine who I'm friends with, him and his wife. And his wife has been fighting cancer. And she had cancer before. And two years ago or so, um, the cancer came back. And so she'd been fighting it this this round, two years. I think altogether it was like five um, that she'd gone into the hospital because she had pneumonia and he'd sent me a message that you know it it would take a miracle at this point for her to be able to come home for things to be okay and like my heart just My heart just broke. And this this uh this episode I might have to take some breaks. Record a little bit and then come back a little later. Um I've been I've been pretty much crying off and on since since Saturday morning. Because it was It all got really, real, really fast. And it just hurt. hurt my heart. It hurt my heart for so many reasons. You know, not just because, you know, this is my friend. This is my friend. I know my friend's husband. Like, all these just different things is, like, I just started thinking about that. I just... I don't know, it it like does this weird snowball thing in your head. And you just start thinking about a lot of things. You know, having to... Having to be that person to make decisions for another human's life. That does something to you that... You can't even explain until you're the person doing it. And even though it's like in your heart, you feel like you're making the best choice. There's still parts of you that I feel like afterwards are like, did I make the right choice? Am I making the right choices? Like I have no idea. Being in a spot to make those choices. Like I said, it changes you. I think losing someone close to you anyway changes you. But when it gets to those things where you're... You no, know, Having to be the person to play God in this situation decide whether this person's going to stay longer or if their time is up. I just I don't know. It messes with your head in crazy ways. The uh, the rest of the day I just I talked with Lowell a lot. I cried a lot. Koi Coy cried. Koi's had a hard time with it, which I knew he would. And that's a that's a whole that's a whole thing in itself, you know. Having your child be upset and you're trying to help him process things and quite quite loved Presley I think it was on like Thursday or Friday or something that we were talking about her and just bless his little heart and I I told this to my friend's husband but there's a place locally here that they make green smoothies and they are actually really really delicious And they put all kinds of different things that'll help your body and fight cancer and all that. And Koi's like, we should go to Green Me and get Presley a bunch of smoothies. All the ones that have the cancer fighting in them. And I'm like... We're we're kinda we're kinda past that one a little bit, babe, you know? And you can see his little brain just trying to come up with ways to make the situation better, you know? And he, in his brain he's he's troubleshooting this, like okay, okay, like it's gonna be fine. She passed Saturday afternoon. And it was just—it was hard, you know. Koi and I looked at pictures. Um, I think I think it'll be the end of August. It'll be two years that uh, Koi and her shaved their heads together. He shaved her head, and she shaved his. And it was the be- most beautiful experience getting to watch and be a part of it's something that koi like I said still talks about still shares and you know he she's one of the people that that Koi's said you know he part of the reason he wants to become a doctor he wants to find the cure for cancer so he can help people like Presley you know, and that's. I think that's beautiful. That you know, that's that's what he wants to do. He just wants to help people. He wants to make it better. I think when you have people that experience things different than the rest of us, with medical problems and things, you know it. It puts them in a different spot and shapes them to be different humans in a lot of ways. Because I think death is so much more shoved in their face. And whether you realize it or it's just subconsciously, that's what's going on. (laughs) And I think those people, you know you see things different, you know, it changes you. I had a, I had a surgery in my twenties and my doctor, you know, we're going over colostomy bags, talking about what's going to happen if this goes wrong or if this, you know, all these different things. And I want to say I was like 20, 25, 26, somewhere, I think probably 26. And He told me, he said, there's something that goes on with people subconsciously when they're sick, when they're having surgeries, that makes you realize, like, you could die. There's something that just makes it all very, like, real and, like, in your face. And he's like, there's a lot of times where, like, that's why people... You know, we'll have different crises after uh, surgery. It's because, you know, the reality of the situation is you could die. And that's scary. And, you know, I, I thought about that when that doctor told me that, and I don't think I've ever forgotten it. And I just thought it was such an interesting thing to say in a different perspective. And in all reality, I think it's helped me with Koi, being a parent with him. You know, he, he's on 25 surgeries now. It's like, what do you think's going on in his subconscious? You know, what's going on in my subconscious with knowing everything with Koi? And this new diagnosis that he has. And maybe that's what's like. Mushed all these feelings together. And made it. A little harder. Because. I've already been struggling. And having a hard time. And then having. Presley pass away. It's just a lot. And it does It just it hurts your heart. It makes me sit and think about, you know, stuff with my dad. Stuff with wanting to help Koi, help Chance understand and how to handle death in a better way than how our society does. Our society does a terrible job at teaching people about death and what is going to happen and different things you're feeling. And I think it comes back to, you know, people are scared because the unknown is scary. And I get that. But in the same breath, I don't want to feel like this. And I don't think anyone should want to feel like this because it's it's not great. And I think That if we can take steps to talking about things, to normalize having conversations about, you know, what we want to happen after we're gone, you know, getting things set up, you know, knowing that this is the inevitable, you know, I think the more that we can normalize that, talking about it, I think it makes it easier in some way. And you know, it's not... It's not going to be easy anyway. But I think it takes... It starts to take the sting out of things. When... We just talk. I think that's one thing that... I've... Really struggled with. Is... You know, I, I knew for a while that I was going to be the one doing all these things, making these decisions. But until you're in that spot, and if you haven't done anything leading up to that to prepare yourself, it just is gut-wrenching. You know, I thought about a lot of the different things that that last week. My dad was in the hospital having to make decisions about his life, having to make decisions about how things are going to be at his memorial. You know, this is stuff that, you know, I went with him and met with his attorney and we went over, but that's just this legal. Jargon that you're seeing, you know, we never had a conversation afterwards about it. You know, and I I think I would have liked my dad to do that, maybe. And I'm sure it's scary. It's scary for any parent. scary for anyone. But sitting down and having those conversations before it gets to that point. I think that's beneficial. I've been so like astonished at some people <laughs> since losing my dad you know things that people say things that people ask and i'm just like did did you forget your tact a little bit or maybe that whole like too soon you know people asking you know, how you're doing. I hate that question. Because a lot of times I feel like you give the honest answer. And then they they don't know how to handle it. And so then the next time someone asks that, you just kind of give them this blanket statement. Because that's a lot easier than, you know, having them look at you like, Oh my God. This is crazy. I don't know what to say now. And that's the other thing too is when things are hard I don't think people are really looking for you to say the perfect thing to offer up this wisdom during this time. And I'm not saying that that's not possible. Because I definitely have had a handful of people that have said things to me that I was like, okay that That hit hard. And I needed to hear that. But most of the time, you just need someone to know that, you know, that they're there. You're not alone. That you have people that want to sit in this, like, really hard time with you. It's why I've worked so hard in the last little while. And talking about like how I'm feeling, talking about, you know, death. I've had so many actual like really beautiful conversations with people and being able to connect with them. And it's crazy because every single one of them, they say the same thing. Like it's hard. And it's a shock to your system and you don't know what to do you don't know if you're coming or going part of the time and again you're no one's going to fix any of that just having someone there you know that gets what you're hurt gets what your hurt feels like and it might not it's not just the exact same but they get where you're at because you're talking about it So many times in life, I feel like you want to clam up. You don't want to say things because it hurts. And you know that if you open this can of hurt, that it's never all going to go back in. And I think that's the part that we need to remind ourselves. Talking about things like this, how you're feeling, you know, the different experiences that you're having. We need to be talking about that. We need to be sharing these things. Because not only is it going to help us, but it's going to help someone else. I have taken so many opportunities if I see someone that has lost a parent that I will send them a message. Because I understand how it feels. You know, and even if they don't respond, I I get that too. But you taking the time to let someone know that, like, you're not alone. If you do need someone to talk to, like, I'm here and I get it. We need... We need those people that are going to sit with us. And, you know... I think I've talked about that quote, the people that can sit with you and then they still think you're a warrior. You know, and I think when we get in that mindset, it's hard for us to even remember that, you know, we are strong. We can do things. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to not be okay. We need to remember that. I think that's the other thing our society likes to push is like we're just supposed to be friggin bundles of sunshine all the time and just happy and you know when someone asks us how we are how are you doing oh I'm great you know I'm fine blah 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 blah. but you're not why do we why do we do that why do we just give a blanket response that's one thing I challenge you to do when you go somewhere and someone asks you know, how are you doing? Be real. See how they respond, which I've absolutely done this. And I think it's really fascinating and entertaining to me because you learn really quickly who's actually listening and who's just running this line. Next person. How are you doing? Oh, that's great. Your day's great. You know, it's, it's a real interesting thing to try I love little (laughs) experiments like that, but I don't know, life is so interesting, how it plays out, what goes on, you know, how, how you feel, how certain things bring other feelings up, all these responses, I don't know. All we can do, you know, is try. Try and do better. So that we can help, you know, younger generations. So we can help educate people on topics that need educating. They need talking about. They need support. Because, again, it goes back to this whole thing that this is going to happen to all of us. So why don't we work on things? Why don't we change it? Change the dialogue of, you know, death and understanding and just leaving it open to feel it all to talk about it all because that's what we need. We need those times that we can talk and just, you know, process it even if it doesn't make sense a lot of times it won't so that's my kind of thoughts and rambling for the week and I apologize it's a little over all over the place but I just got a lot of big stuff on my heart right now and I'm trying to work through it a large part of me didn't want to record this because I feel sad. But I know that I can't do that. You know, this is a commitment that I made to myself. It's a commitment that, you know, I, I'm being real. And that's what my whole podcast is about, you know. Being real, talking about stuff, and, you know. It's not always going to be beautiful. It's not always going to make sense. It's not always going to be exactly how you want but you show up you do the work be consistent and that that says a lot and it helps create such positive habits in ourselves so do the hard things have the hard conversations be real because that's all we have Life is so short. You know, we're only here for just... It just seems like a blink. So, let's talk about it. So when our blink is done, you know, we're not adding more trauma to the lives of the people that we love because we've talked about it. We've been open. Let's normalize these things. Let's normalize the things that are a little uncomfortable and that we're scared of because we don't know. I think once we can keep normalizing that, it's going to help us. So thanks for listening this week. I hope that you find ways to add light and love to your world. I challenge you to try and do that with the next person that asks you how you're doing. Give them the real honest answer. Don't give them a blanket answer. And see how it goes. So I will talk to y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in. And like I said, have a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, be the change you want to see in the world. I love y'all.